to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, wine lover, brand snob, proud boy mom, and Atlanta-based entrepreneur. When I was laid off from my dream marketing job at eight weeks pregnant, I knew I couldn't rely on corporations to provide me with a stable income. I launched my own business and hit six figures in my first full year. I want to help other female service-based entrepreneurs and coaches build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and programs at a premium price point to create a lasting legacy and generate independent wealth. Tune in every Wednesday for solo episodes and conversations with amazing self-made multi-six and seven-figure women all about marketing, sales, mindset, self-care, entrepreneurship, and motherhood to inspire you and give you actionable steps to successfully market and sell your high-ticket services and programs while having a life. Let's get into it. I am so excited to have my very first business coach as my first podcast guest. Hi, Madison. Hi, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me on. I couldn't think of anyone else who I would rather have my first interview with because for those of you who know, this is a brand new podcast. So you don't know a lot of my business history. I'll keep telling you along the way. But my very first really big investment in my business was a business coach. And I really needed it. I was never... I told you guys how 2019 went. I was really undercharging. I had started finally increasing my prices in 2019, but I still wasn't up to par. And then Madison comes along with her mini trainings for profit. And then I was like, oh, this girl knows her stuff. And so Madison... Tell us a little bit about how you started your friggin' amazing business. Because when I started with you, you were already like booming. I feel like 2020 was a really big year for you, right? Yeah, it was pretty big. I remember it was like this time last year when I started promoting the mastermind that we had like our sales call. It's so funny. It's only been a year. I feel like, yeah, it's crazy. A year is so short, but I started as a social media manager. So I graduated with my master's in 2018, May 2018 in Dallas. And I wanted to work in sports. I got a sports business master's and which is great. I still use the business part of it, yeah, <laughs> not the sports, <yeah. laughs> but, and I was looking for a full-time job and I thought it was going to be easy to find one since I got a master's and it was not. Absolutely. Definitely not in Dallas, which is like a top sports market. Crazy. And then, so I got a part-time job as a social media manager for the doctor for the Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Stars. And I was like, oh, this could be my foot in the door. And it was still hard to do it and to meet people and networking. That's what it was all about. But I actually fell in love with social media. I was like, well, while I'm looking for a full-time job, maybe I got a few other like social media management clients where I can just run their social media. So I ended up doing that. I ended up getting like seven social media management clients by like August 2018. <laughs> I literally had time for no- nothing. Like I was on the beach posting for my clients. I was just doing the most. Like a typical normal new business owner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so I started getting on... I wanted to do corporate consulting. That's what I wanted to do at first too. So I got on Instagram. My first Instagram post was probably like July or August 2018. And I offered free consulting, free free social media audits. And then I loved it. And then I got into the coaching space. I was like, wow, people coach, mentor, strategize. I would like to do that. And basically my income, my social media management income was helping me with my coaching business because I wasn't making anything. And I got my first set of six-week clients in January. 2019. 
But up until July 2019, I had I kept all my social media management clients because I think I had attachment to it. Like it's just one part of my business I can't let go. Kind of like you with like design too. It was just hard to let go, but I did. And 2019 is my first full year of business. I went from social media coach to marketing coach. And then 2020 is when I hit business coaching. And now I just do everything. I just business, marketing, visibility, whatever. So I love it. I cannot believe like how many little transitions. And I feel like because I see you now, I'm like, wow, she's this huge business coach. And it's funny hearing like your story. And now you have, you know, your scrunchie business. Mm-hmm. So hearing how your business has evolved over the years really is amazing to hear. Were you always confident in your ability to switch over to coaching and actually keep getting clients? Or is that why you feel like, okay, I'll keep the social media business in case this doesn't work out? Was there ever like, in case this doesn't work out? Yeah, there was definitely an in case this doesn't work out a lot. And I, you know, I looked for a full-time job for a while, like definitely. And I just kept, you know, I was like, okay, if this doesn't work out of coaching, like I could definitely grow like a social media or like marketing agency that was on the back of my mind too. And I was like, because referrals, I'm in a big city, a big market. But I think I just kept moving forward because I knew the freedom that it could give me. I just knew that I feel like I was never fit for a nine to five. And as much as I loved my degrees and I loved what I was doing, I really wanted to work in sports. I just, I think I just always had the entrepreneur bone in me, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, I was like, can I really do this? And I think we all still, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like I'm 25 years old. Like it, like how, sometimes I ask myself, like, how will I sustain this? Till I'm like 40. <laughs> I don't well, know. Speaking of your age, which is super, super young, which I, nobody would know that, but do you ever feel like, were you ever concerned that people wouldn't take you seriously just because of your age? Definitely. I've always been like an old soul though. Like always you growing up. Older? I'm like, okay, she's at least my age. And you're like, when, you, when I met you were 24. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely had someone tell me that they wouldn't have invested in me if they knew my age. Right. But I think one thing I have tons, like my experience, like I've worked with a lot. I've done a lot of marketing, a lot of social media for like top athletes. Like I've done a lot in my lifetime, definitely. But, you know, I think that it's nice. You know, I feel like the online space, like everyone's younger in a sense and keeping up with the trends and everything like that. And I just feel like the online space is growing, growing so much. But yeah, it's crazy. I definitely have always kind of thought about my age and stuff like that. But it makes me excited that I see a lot of 23, 24, 25 year olds coming in the online space too. And you just gotta, I just have always had to be confident with it. So yeah, I feel like when you carry it with confidence, people will forget Mm -hmm. or not even inquire about it. And it's going to be shocking. I did not inquire. I do remember when you were celebrating your 25th birthday. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) By the way, guys, I'm 35. So I had no idea. I look like a child usually. So I was was like, we're the same age. And I could not believe it. I love that you knew though, like to be confident because you had the experience. And that's all that matters. A lot of times people, I feel like, their mindset is all focused on what other people are going to think. I'm like, if you lead with confidence, they won't even question you. They're not going to question how many clients you had before. They're not going to question your abilities if you lead with confidence. They're not going to mm-hmm. question your age or any of that. I would love to hear, because I feel like when I see someone super successful, so one of the reasons why on the podcast, I want to interview like multi-six, seven-figure women business owners is because 
when we see you guys online, it's just to us, fabulous life. You're super successful. And a lot of us haven't been with you since the beginning of your journey. So we don't know the ups and the downs, but to me, it always seems like an up. And I remember one time we had one of our one-on-one sessions and I was complaining about, I had had a $16,000 month. And then the next month I was like, I'm only at 11 and I'm like freaking out. And you were like, girl, I did not have consistent five figure months right away. And I was like, really? Because again, how I see you is, Madison's making a billion dollars a month. So can you kind of talk to some of the ups and downs that you've experienced in your business that we would not even think would have happened because you're so successful now? Yeah, so most definitely. And I think that entrepreneurship, like income is always inconsistent. So one huge thing I had to go through last and quarter four of 2020 is that was when I was launching my scrunchie business and the way I was operating my coaching business that time I don't think I could have balanced both businesses. So what I did is, you know, after your round of the mastermind ended, I didn't take on any more clients in quarter four. No one. My income dropped 75% for October, November, December, right? My income was just coming in from courses, right? Mm -hmm. And my Black Friday deal. And I did this because I was like, if I don't pay attention to my second business and I don't build it properly with the foundations. Cause I didn't really, in the beginning of my coaching business, I was just like a free for all. Like I didn't have the proper foundations. I didn't even, I was like, what am I doing? I'm just trying to have fun on social media. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, if I don't do that for Soulful's crunchies, it's not going to last because e-commerce is different. So that was really scary for me for my coaching. But I always have the saying that it's different than making, there's a difference between making money and having money. Yeah. And me being able to have money, I'm still able, I was able to support myself in that sense. And I think that, you know, ups and downs income is always going to be inconsistent. You're going to probably make more income when you launch an offer and you just have to have the proper foundations in place. But I would say that was a big thing for me. And then a few times last year, I did get burnt out which is normal. Like it's like people get burnt out. Like we have to normalize talking about being burnt out. And then something right now I'm going through is I just decided to redo my entire product suite. So I think it's honoring pivoting and shifting in your business. And just, I think what gets you to one level doesn't get you to the next. And you have to kind of like honor that. And if that makes your income drop, if that makes things harder for you, that's fine. I just think it's going to pay off in the end. So... I totally agree. It's funny because I did the same thing. So, you know, I joined another coaching program and Mm -hmm. it was like so different. And I really wanted to switch from my high ticket business model to more just premium. Like I don't want to have anything else because I needed more time. I felt like I was burning out from all the launches. Like we were launching hard in your program. Like we were going in. It was the most money I was making. I was getting a, you know, I was like a little, I always said this like little money crackhead. I was like, yes. Like, this is happening. How do I, I can't let it stop. I have to do all the things. And then in September, I launched my mastermind. I'm like, this was really good. I had like a $34,000 launch. I was like, why Why am I going so hard on 30 things when I could do this one really good right. thing? And then that's all I need to do. And I only launched one other thing and I did it like in December, but I didn't make, I didn't take on any new clients either from September until basically December. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is nice. But also I needed to do that. I needed to figure out what my product suite was going to be. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it changes like throughout the year. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be some shift. And I was telling people, I'm like, it's really scary. Like when January hit, I was like, oh, I have to start making money again because you took off all this time. How do you, how did you know Mm -hmm. when you were ready to start shifting like your business or your product suite? 
Yeah. So I would say the first thing that I looked at was sustainability with not sustainability with happiness, but sustainability with the future and my success. Mm -hmm. I asked myself, like, do I want these offers? Will they be with me for three to four years? Are they going to be in my future? And I was just like, no, like I'm not as excited as I was right when when I had them because those offers I had that I'm retiring. Okay. I have one of them I've had for three years. Wow. One of them I've had for one and a half. Many trainings for profit is retiring. Oh, no, I love <laughs> many trainings for profit. <laughs> I know it's it's great, but I think it's one of those things where I just felt in my gut that I needed a change, and I couldn't really pinpoint what that change was. And I was like, if I want to get to the next level, there's some things that need to change within my product suite. Whether that's I love like community. I love, I need some passive offers for my second business. I wanted to change it based on the lifestyle and, and my soulful scrunchies business. So that's, that's how I changed it. And I think your product suite, when it comes to product suite, it should make sense with your lifestyle too. Like I have friends who travel the world and they hate live programs and they want to make money from courses. And then I have friends who love live high ticket programs and just want high ticket. I think it depends on the lifestyle. And I was like, I had to take a deep dive into like my life, like what I loved and does my product suite slash business because your whole business is basically your product suite. Does that support like where I want to go in my life? And I knew I had to make like a shift and a change. So I love that. So one of the biggest things that I admired about you is when you started last year, toward the end of the program, you were like mentioning like, oh, you know, we, we do stocks and I knew you bought your home. And mm-hmm. I, one of the biggest things that my goal is for even just for myself, but also why I want to help women increase their prices and charge what they need to and be profitable is because I want them to build like independent wealth. So what are some of the... Mm-hmm independent wealth, like different investment choices you were able to make because your business started growing so that you could do something outside of just your business. Yes, definitely. That's what I say. I was like, you need different revenue streams. Like it's not just your business, right? One big one was stocks for me. Definitely. My boyfriend's really into stocks and he actually got into it during COVID because he didn't have a job. He was like, I'm bored. I'm going to watch YouTube videos on stocks. And then I got into it. I was like, this is so awesome. So I definitely love stocks and I do, you know, a Roth IRA and buying stocks within that or like using Robinhood or another like account as well. So that's a great like revenue stream. Buying a house is great. It's a good investment, but we redid our entire basement and backyard for resale purposes. Yeah. 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 So we're really excited about that with a good location so we can resell. So something like that has been really good for us. Basement, stocks. What else? I, I think like that's... Yeah, it's like the outside yeah. business. Yeah. But that's that's cool because I feel like a lot of people... You know, I see some bigger entrepreneurs, they're like buying investment properties and maybe yes. on Airbnb, like all of those things, like having real estate, having stocks, having your retirement plan and actually yeah. putting money in it. Because I know yes. when we work with the nine to five, oh, the 401k, they do the match. It's like, you think about it, but when you're on your own, it's like you're HR, you're the person that has to think about yeah. the that you want. And I don't think that a lot of people think about, oh, I need to make sure I have those types of benefits. What was... One of the last few questions I'm, I'm I'm like loving this conversation is what was one of your first like biggest investments that you made in your business? Because you were my first big investment. What was your first like big investment in your business? Yeah, I invested in a six month mentorship. 
okay. in November, 2018, okay. um, which was great. And I forget how much was that? It was like, I think it was like 2K a month or something like that. And I was literally, I like paid for it with the rest of my savings. I had like, how much did I have in my savings? Like $700 or something. <laughs> and I was like, I literally have no idea how I'm going to pay for this. But I like trusted myself every month. I like worked my ass off. I was like, I have to make money. Yeah. So that was really big for me. And then right after that, in 20, April 2019, I invested in Carrie. Okay. And I literally, that was, I'm like swallowing because that was like the biggest investment ever that I've ever made ever my entire yeah. life. And I've been with her ever since. Yeah. So. Oh, Carrie. Carrie Brady. I love that. So how did you get comfortable investing in your business? I feel like once you start making those investments, I feel like I progressively get more comfortable. Like now it's, eh, it's an investment, but mm-hmm. how did you get comfortable with this, you know, doing that? Yeah. I always say that I feel like people think of investments as short terms. I feel like a lot of people are short-term consumers mm-hmm. and I'm, I think very long-term. So I'm like, I know my investment is going to pay off. Like and years down the line. Like when I invested in Carrie in April, 2019, like by now it's all paid off, but that's like a year and a half, two years later. Like, I think it takes time. And I think that's what you have to look at investments. If you're looking at it, like a quick return, like it's, it's going to be hard for it to work out. Yeah. Right. I just always think of investments as, as long-term, but at the same time, I'm comfortable. I'll like throw money anywhere, but that's probably not a good strategy, but it's fine. <laughs> but but I want to make sure my business, my business profits at least 60 to 70% per month. And that's my ultimate goal because I put the money back in different places. Some months you're like, wow, I'm cutting it really short because you yeah. had to do a lot of things yeah. like that. But a lot of businesses don't profit hardly yeah. at all. I think it's normal not to profit hardly in the beginning of your business. I didn't profit for the longest time. I don't think people realize that you don't profit, profit. Like I made like 16K in profit because I have my salary was me last year. So I'm an expense to my company. And I'm like, well, that takes away from the profit. And then I had coaches and everything. Yeah, I'm like, but my lifestyle was sustained. Like I was making a salary, but I don't think people realize that that's going to happen in the beginning of your business. Like I invested in like systems and I invested in a coach and I redid my website and photo shoots. Like that stuff is like, that's what happens in the beginning. And then that pays off though. It pays off so much and people are so afraid to invest. And I like that you pointed out that people should start looking at them as long-term, especially like with my industry too. I'm like, I do branding. Branding is not an instant, like I made a million dollars because I rebranded or now I have a brand. Like, no, it takes time to build brand authority. It takes time to build brand recognition. It takes time for that brand to start being picked up and people to care about it. And it's, I'm just glad that you pointed that out because I think that most people, when they're looking at coaches, they're expecting magic. And I'm like, it's not magic. Most things aren't magic. It's not going to instantly make you a million dollars. But if I look back, everything that I was taught, I'm still able to do that stuff and sustain. And I know it's because I invested then. It's the same thing. So I felt so nervous about investing with you. I'm like, that's over 50% of my income that I'm making, your monthly cost of the program. I'm like, I, I have to work hard if I want to, I need this coach. Yes. And if I want to make my business grow, I'm going to have to find a way for this investment to work. I was like, here's my credit card. <laughs> I know I'll pay it back. When I paid you off, I remember messaging, I'm done paying you. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm definitely that type. I'm like, I want to pay it off. But yeah. I had someone message me and was like, I'll put it on my credit card so I can get some Delta points. <laughs> <laughs> You just sent someone to Alabama, Madison. 
Well, I, I really appreciate having you on here. I would love for you to tell everybody where they can find you, what you have coming up, because you're always doing the most cool thing. So tell, tell everybody what you have coming up. Awesome. Yeah, I do a lot. Manifesting generator over here. You can follow me on Instagram at madison.tender. There's lots of changes coming in my business. So lots of new things happening, old things disappearing. So you can look at all the great announcements on Instagram at madison.tender. And I also have a scrunchie store, Soulful Scrunchies. It's shopsoulfulscrunchies.com. So you can buy some scrunchies. Everyone does. Every time I'm talking to like Carrie, she's wearing a scrunchie. I follow the girl, I guess, that does your your marketing. So she's always wearing your scrunchies. I'm like, these scrunchies are everywhere. Thank you so much for being on the show, Madison. It was amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. If you love this episode as much as I have, then subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on iTunes and leave me a review to let me know what you enjoyed the most. For premium pricing and branding tips and training, connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Atelier Letitia. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. And be sure to follow the podcast Instagram account at Revolutionary CEO to show my guests and me some love. Talk to you next week.